When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply to be done and then done that welcome in to we the dnvr right away. avalanche <laughs> podcast presented Second by DraftKings sportsbook use code dnvr and we sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boost every single day rudo aj jesse megan coming at you live after above anything that was a great hockey game uh i said it downstairs i'll repeat it because i thought it was a quality joke but going from that abs rangers game to the start of Vegas, San Jose felt like going from the MLB All-Star game to the celebrity softball game <laughs> that gets played before it. Huge I don't know if difference. that's fair, though. I actually enjoy the celebrity softball game more than the actual Huge All-Star game. Huge difference <laughs> in, in like intensity and, honestly, talent on the ice. Like, huge. So, yes, I agree with you. Great, great hockey game. <laughs> felt bad for any, like, casual viewer who just... Rolled on into that ne- that next game, cause dude, I feel bad for anyone who has to watch a game that starts at well, that time. Say, that, what about deep games? Yeah, jeez, no but, kidding. I was say like, what about yeah, like non-local San Jose right. or Vegas fans like watching the end of that Avs game? Like, wow, what a great finish! <laughs> and then you have to see what your teams look like at eleven o'clock I, I, at night. I actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, I mean, mine as well. Uh, <clears throat> long story short, we, we had some of our family together a couple nights ago, and my sister. Asked, we were at my parents' house. She's like, do you guys have game six DVR from the cup final? And they were like, yeah, of course, whatever, whatever. Uh, she was, can we turn it on? And just watching the first period of that game relative to what is being played on the ice right now, they literally look like two different sports. Yep. It's that was not even close. three months ago, and you forget. like It's literally every single play is just played at perfectly to a T an insanely high pace on top of that like everything's everything's crisp everything's sharp and everything's two and a half times the speed of what we saw tonight and tonight was a fantastic game but just a quick little tangent on wow you forget how elite that hockey is by the time the year comes to an end yeah it's not wrong uh, I abs win three to two in the shootout over the New York Rangers the thing about really good hockey games Ikea. is when you're invested in them, they're also incredibly frustrating <laughs> because there are, there's a different universe where the Avs blowed out the New York Rangers tonight pretty handily, but they didn't play quite well enough. And Igor Shosturkin played great. Give them all the credit in the world, but the Avs were that much better tonight. So got the job done. We didn't decide who's doing the 60-second rundown. <laughs> Ma- hey. Megan volunteered for oh, it like did? five she times. Yeah. I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was screaming. <laughs> she was screaming like no, both I hands. Said. Like, ah! It was Rudo's big, like, well, no one wants really it, I guess. really big pick-me energy and <laughs> straight ignore I, 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 I can't see anything but that Erod goal. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fair. Oh, look, we all get stars in our eyes. <laughs> I haven't broken from the notes. I'm so sorry. But we're going to try it. All right, ready? Yes. Ready. All right, it was a strong first period. McKinnon up high uh, to Makar. Nachushkin tipping on the board. Power play goal. Avs earned a slight edge in the shots battle that period, blocking shots, generating chances inside home plate. Second period, Rangers gained the advantage. Failed. Gerard shot rimmed around and out. Three on two. Cross crease pass. Rangers score. Uh, Georgiev busted out a full split. I couldn't complain about the effort. That period, New York outshot and outhit Colorado. They gained uh, possession. It just tilted in their favor pretty handily. And Manson drew a late period penalty. They started on the PK. On the PK, Cagliano challenged to Sturkin. Logan O'Connor shorthanded goal. You don't see that every day. You also don't see a McKinnon turnover every day. Uh, Adam Fox ties it 2-2. Overtime hockey begins. They weather a four on three. It goes to a shootout. Rantanen and Rodriguez score. And Georgiev gets his. Yeah. Damn. Well done. Did man. you run? Did you run like drills on that? Before yeah. we got up here? No, there were some errors. I, I actually nine seconds things. to spare. Impressive. <laughs> Hard working. I, I'm usually trying to get it in under the wire, but yeah, a great summary. <laughs> we can end the show. <laughs> we're done. Yeah. Uh, getting into it though, 
I feel like this is a very multifaceted game. There are a lot of a lot of positives, a lot of negatives, a lot of in between to talk about. So we're, we'll get into all of it. We'll start with the first period. Felt like a pretty even game, right? Up until the Avs first power play. <laughs> what? Sorry. Just giggling over there. Yeah. So I was in my own world. <laughs> I know how that is. Yeah. Uh, Avs first power play is elite. Just excellent, 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 and they get rewarded on on the tip play from from Nuke, as Megan said. How positive are we on the Av special teams from this game? Obviously, the shorthanded goal, but beyond that, the PK basically held the game together for the Avs, right? Ten out of ten. Yeah, you score a power play goal, you score a shorthanded goal, you give up nothing on the other end. Aces. Ten out of ten. Yeah. You kill a four on three in overtime. 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, Bednar's got to be happy with that one. Like, that's what he's been talking about. The frustrations are with the special teams, predominantly the penalty kill, is that it's the same mistakes over and over. Yeah. It's not like they're plugging one hole and another one springing. They're making the same mistakes. So to see them go out, have a good night, where I don't know, I can't think of a penalty kill or a power play where it was like, Really chaotic, and they just had to like hold on. The third one was just kind of bad, but yeah. that happens on power plays. Right, right. Like the other two were really, really good. So yeah. So I mean, I, I think that's probably the first game where you can really take something from it. You know, because they've had a couple games where oh, the penalty kill is doing great, and then total breakdown, they give up one, or the other way around, total breakdown, they give one up, and then they kill off three. Like there's always been kind of that. The mark on yeah, it, yeah, for sure. And this has got to be one where you'll be running some film on this. These special teams work, and it's also days. like we're going to talk about him a lot. But Alexander Georgiev yeah. makes your best PK by a, a mile. A number yeah. of spectacular saves, and the tip on Kreider that we all thought went in. Yep. that Kreider yeah. thought went in. Oh, under his bottom. Um, well, I'm my favorite thing about tonight is that Chris Kreider is going to go home. <laughs> And just punch pillows <laughs> because he wanted to be last year so badly mm -hmm. where everything, everything broke his way, especially on the power play. And tonight I'm just like my, I just couldn't help but think it was very funny that on the power play, he's getting tips. He's getting rebounds. He does all the things that he does well. <laughs> he gets opportunities with and nothing goes for him. Yeah. And he's just like skating around at the end of the game like. Well, how old is Big Chris Kreider? Like 30, yeah, 31. He's not young. <laughs> I was and say, after a decade in the league, he has a 50-goal season out of nowhere. <laughs> and so it's funny to see him like have to return to earth right in front of us where it's like he'll, well, he'll probably push 30 again this year. He's always been right. that guy. It, but it, you can see the things that didn't work tonight were just goal after goal after goal after goal last year. Right. Uh, I think there was a graphic on ESPN that said he had 17 tip-in goals last season. He had none tonight, although he was close. <laughs> he had none tonight, and I enjoyed that. Well, so it's just funny because, like, you can understand why other GMs, fantasy owners, yeah. gamblers buy into the, you know, 50-point season. He's going off. This isn't me trying to drag AD, but do you remember the, the argument that we, the three of us had about, um, who was it, the goalie that was going to Buffalo? Carter Hutton. Carter Hutton, who his entire career was a... a an average backup. He had like a 40-game stretch where he played He played really well. Not going to take that away Lewis. from him. Not going to take it away from him. And I remember you and me were arguing with AD. AD was like, this This is the next number one. This is the next big number one in the league. And we were like... Well, and it was because Tim Thomas happened one time. Right, right, right. And we were like, no, he's probably still just the same guy he's always been, but he had one really good stretch. It's crazy to me how players can like, oh, no, I'm not a 30-goal guy anymore. I'm a 50-goal guy now. And it's like, nah, Chris Kreider, you're probably a 30-goal guy again, which is great. The thing That's is, huge. Like, really good. He's really, really good. These things happen every couple of years. You have, go back to Andrew Hammond on the goalie side. He had a 30-game stretch with Ottawa. It's unbelievable. On the goal I, side. I, I think you could just go and look at last year's top 50 yeah, scores. right. And well, when you find Kevin Fiala with an 85-point <laughs> season. And, you know, guys like that, guys who have been like, Good players for a long the, time. Go back to the contract Buffalo gave Jeff Skinner. Yeah, like, I, I mean, Nazem Kadri had an 80, six, what, 88 point so season, yeah, something like that last like, year. Like, 
and he gets a deal that takes him to 39. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's just it's it's crazy. Again, I don't think I think Chris Kreider's really good. But yeah, you watch some of those yeah, last that's year. That's the thing. These are all really good players who have elite seasons. Right, right, right. And then then there of course there are people that buy into that where they're like Right. Oh, he's an elite player now. Right. <laughs> Huh, that, he woke up today and decided he was an elite player. Can you imagine well, that? And this is a great conversation to bring us into our first goal scorer. Valanchushkin signs his deal yeah. after his first 50-point season. And we're now seven games into the season. He's got seven goals and 12 points. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> now, <laughs> again, I think if you're expecting Val to be over a point per game player for the entire season, but this is this is also how a Chris Kreider how these years happen for sure. It built. is. It has to start is this they, way. Yeah, a guy gets out of the gates like comically hot like yeah. this, and you're like, yeah, it might cool down at some point. But when you got 14 goals already, you've, banged, got, you've got some leeway. <laughs> you go back to your normal goal scoring pace. Well, that's how you end up with a 40 goal year. Yep. Because right now, that's what Val looks like. Val looks like a guy that's on his way to a 40-goal type season. So, I mean, I mean look, I, I, I'm, this isn't me predicting a 40-goal season for Val, but, like, do we really think that's all that far-fetched at this point? What no. did he have last year, 27? Well, this is what I'm saying. Like, like you take a really good year like last year. Yeah. You, you have a crazy hot start like this. Mm -hmm. Yep. And even if that guy goes back to normal. Right. What, what was normal last year? He scored. You what? have a career he year on your like yeah, it's twenty five it and seventy something last year. So. Yeah, he had twenty five goals in sixty two games. Six. So that that's an easy thirty, and you're pushing for forty this yeah. year with the start that he's had. Yeah, like that should be like the target that we talk about all year with him. Yep. Well, and, and I mean, he, can he tr can he run down a forty goal season? I was saying, I mean, he's he's twenty seven. So I mean, like you you're theoretically saying this year, next year should be a guy like Val, like. This should be where you absolutely are are peaking. He theoretically could still get better this year, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like he's not on the backside of yeah. this prime. I, and I just like I, I've I've been like we've been saying this for the last few years. Like oh no, it's good you know good for him, but it'll cool off. The dude just keeps getting better. So like I'm just I'm like. It's the, the anti-Oilers. I just can't pick against him getting better at this point. I'm going to jump around a, a little bit here. Um, but, Megan, where where do you like Val best on this hockey team? Because we saw him play at the second line tonight. Every line. We, well, look, is that the reality? Is he Because he played with Mac tonight in the first line. Also <laughs> saw him get out there in overtime the right with McKinnon, and they didn't lose the hockey game. So True that's a plus. Or is there somewhere he should settle into the lineup, or is he going to be this flex top six guy for the rest of the year? I mean, because of what he's contributing to, like the bottom six in being a flex guy, you'd like to see it. But I worry about him getting a little too spent uh, moving about the lineup so much. Uh, it's honestly like the total usage that I'd be more concerned about compared to where. But he's obviously best fit in a top six role because he's playing alongside talent that can help him to finish. And he's not struggling to do that right now for, for the whole season probably want to see him stay kind of targeted on the top six uh, because the idea is that bottom six figures it out and they are not relying on the services of Val to make their line better. Here's here's what's crazy about what's kind of becoming a Val, and, and we talked about it in the playoffs last year. Uh, it was it was uh, Jeff Merrick from Sportsnet, 32 Thoughts. He's great. But he talks, he, he says all the time, his favorite player in the NHL is Gabe Landeskog. And they talked about it on a show last year where Jared Bednar was kind of using Landeskog as he referred to it as the fixer. Any line that just needed a little bit of support, that's where he'd plug in Gabe. Yeah. You're kind of starting to get that feel with Val a little bit. Which line needs the boost? Which line needs someone who's going to go skate their asses off, hound pucks, and go to the net? Which, which line needs an adult? Right, it's right. And, and that's where he's plugging in Val. And, and what's, what's getting crazy about Val, going back to last year, is the, the, the line just elevates. Yep. Like, you know, as much as he's maybe not like a – a play driver himself or you know like creating a lot of offense himself every line it seems that he's on just gets better and they just produce better results so it's two factors for me one he's still doing all the small things so 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 well mm -hmm. on the defensive side winning the puck battles engaging but two right now with his confidence you could put him on a line with wayne gretzky and he'd be like give me the puck yeah yeah yeah. i yeah. want the puck yeah seriously puck. my puck my puck <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was talking to some people yesterday. Is he not just the most Russian-looking dude of all time? 
Yeah, because we were talking yesterday that if we printed out a photo of him like walking into the rink. Oh yeah, it was us. And, we were having yeah. the conversation. And, Jeez, oh my god. And passed it around to people who didn't know who he was <laughs> Fuck. and said, Where is he from? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. were confident we could get eight out of ten yeah. saying Russia. Just just waste up like a, a bust shot of him, you'd be like Russia for sure. Yeah. If not Russia, like Germany, like East Germany. Just so Russian looking. You, you at, like, at absolute worst, you could just be like, Eastern Bloc. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no one would say American I'm or Canadian. Not sure which one of them, Eastern Bloc. I, I want to get into the two major concerns I have from this game so we can get those behind us and just high-five and slap hands for the rest of the pod. Uh, individually, slap hands. that better be the worst game of the season for Josh Manson. It won't be because this is like the downside of Josh Manson is that he's going to have games like this every once in a while mm-hmm. where Colorado is able to handle situations like this is that they can just see that he's struggling and cut that ice time down a little bit. And you, you double shift a Makar with a Byram. You double shift uh, a Taves. You double shift a Gerard. You've got a whole bunch of guys there that you can make a bunch of different variations with and situationally still make them make sense to cover your own ass and cut down on a shift uh, on the shifts for that guy. <laughs> you don't have to just continue to roll him out there. Well, and Bednar's got a good enough pulse that you see him switch to utilizing those guys in situations that are advantageous for them. Dude, third shift of the game. They had Byron with Makar after yep. Taves Makar started. <laughs> right, and right. it was like, here we go. And, and, you know, even Manson, like we all kind of, Gasped when it was him and EJ as the D pairing in in that uh, that penalty kill in overtime. Yep. But he got in front of pucks. It, he got in lanes and I'm, like. Well, and it's not that he didn't do good things tonight. Right? right, right, right. But it's just one of those games for him. It's just when those things are happening in a game, it's really hard to trust him. Yeah. Um. Uh. For the record, seventeen twenty three, total ice time. Yeah. And that's with. <sighs> I mean, consider all of the... Uh, the PK overtime time. Yeah, yeah. consider that. Um, Johnson at 17-11. And, and I think the reality <laughs> that we are nobody learning... Else, nobody broke 20 except for Taves and McCarr. Yep. Of course. Oh, like 26. Over, over 26, yeah. yeah. That's not <laughs> actually the distribution that I would want on an, in a normal night. But I also don't think Byram was, as, was very good. And I, I had no issues with Sam Gerrard. I would have played him more. Outside of the one goal that he, he airmailed really, a puck, but we'll get to that. He really tried, though. Yeah, we'll, we'll slide into that lane. <laughs> we'll, we'll get we'll get to it because I I have no complaints about Gerard defensively on that play. I agree. So we'll get I to agree it. on the defense. I, I, all right, well, if we'll, if we'll get to it, I, so I'm with you, AJ. Well, I want to I want to take a bigger picture look at these these two goals the Avs gave up and the game tonight. Zero five on five goals from Colorado. They lose the five-on-five five battle to nothing. Get away with it because their special teams are great. You don't see the Avs lose five-on-five five badly like that very often. Throw so, it away or something yeah. to work at. At what point do we start to look at this season as just this season? Sure. And stop hearkening back to last year when it was very clearly. I don't know that you ever do because there are expectations. Uh, I just, I'm just saying when we're comparing how they played at 5v5, well... They were, at the end of last year especially, they were quite a bit better than this year's team is <laughs> at the moment. It's true. You know, we expect guys, you know, we expect Evan Rodriguez and Alex Newhook to kind of develop their way mm-hmm. into more impact players consistently as the year goes on. And we knew that there were going to be some early season lumps. That's where that's what we're seeing. And the one thing, when you build a team that, that its number one strength is its defense, well, the one unit that is always the worst at the start of the year Forwards or defense, it's always defense. Yep. Because it takes time for you to get that timing and that communication and that comfort zone with a partner and how you're playing and into the flow and all the different aspects of it. Defense is always the thing to come later in the year. It gets better as the year goes on. Goal scoring goes down as the year goes on. These are historical trends that even Mm -hmm. in high-scoring years like last year remain true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You get into postseason. Look at the start of the Stanley Cup final versus the end of the Stanley yeah, Cup yeah, yeah, final. That's a great point. As a microcosm of I, exactly how that process works. I would say look at everything in the Stanley Cup playoffs except for the Oilers. <laughs> and oh, Jesus, it's 
it's really like that you're ex- these these like particular early season foibles for the abs i just don't think are that big of a deal like you know the defense is going to be a little looser you know the pk is not going to be locked in it's weird that the power play just like showed up absolutely on fire and just continues to be great like they probably should have scored on two power plays tonight yep uh it's it's really like they I'm not so much concerned about the 5v5 play yet because I think it's trending in the correct direction. Yeah, I uh, agree. I, I do think that the defense has some holes. It's just giving up so much. And team defense is the, is the big thing here. So I don't think it's just the defensemen, but you're seeing the, the game-tying goal. Yeah. It's... They break down in transition. Everybody loses their guy. Yep. You know, you have got two guys working really hard to cover one guy out of desperation. Then they realize we're covering one guy. You know, it's just, it's the team defense concepts that so far right now are really, really, really loose. Yeah. That's my, that's my main concern with it at 5v5 is that the, the, that part of the game, they don't look special yet. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I agree with that that statement right there, and that was something Andrew Cogliano even made a point of the other day. Uh, after the, I believe it was a Seattle game, they gave up 38 shots, and and he called out the fact not that they lost, but we gave up too many shots. We gave up 38 shots on net. We didn't have the puck enough. Mm-hmm. We weren't aggressive enough on the puck. So that that I agree with you. To me, uh, I'll maybe spin it maybe an overly like kind of Homer positive way. I don't know. Like to me, I just look at this stuff, and a lot of like what AJ said. That this isn't what your team's gonna look like. I will kind of bump them up to last year's team because to me, what made last year's team so special was that it nothing really changed from one injury to the next. They were just so consistent with the way that they played within the system, the way that everyone was bought into their roles. People could elevate things like that. To me, I I almost kind of look at it as cool. Your five v five game wasn't going tonight. You found a way to get a win. Yeah, that's what good teams fair. do. You don't. You're not. You're not going to have it in every this, part of the game every night. This four-two-one start that they've had, I haven't gone back and actually and looked. It's one of the better well, starts of the Bedner era. Yeah, for they've sure. They've been a slow-starting team for like well, seven well, years. And then so. the early, those first couple games, they won a few games where they were the only ones that scored five-on-five five goals, and they gave up too much on the power play. Yeah. They've now won special teams battles. Like they just, I look at it, it's like, okay, cool. You're, you're, game and, that you're in. Yeah, you're finding I, ways to scratch out wins. I don't want to discredit the S five on five too much here. It's a topic no. I want to get into, but yes, they gave up a bajillion shots. They also had well over forty shots of their own. Game. Right, 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 right. right. I, I see Chad being like, "Oh, Shesterkin robbed them a bunch of times." So, well, on the other end, Georgiev did the same thing. Yep, this was a spectacular goaltending battle. It absolutely was, and not was. like one of those like twenty to eighteen. Like, oh well, you're only getting one scoring chance every five minutes for each team. And the goalie locks it down. Each team is getting, each team generated plenty so, tonight. I mean, uh, let's get into that top line, Megan. Jonathan sends me a snap of the San Jose <laughs> Vegas game. Says, "Got to go from that to this." <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my god! Confident positives in the top line, generating half a dozen or more chances. Just can't beat Igor, or concerning that they can't beat Igor. No, I, I'm not concerned about that. It's going to be, you know, when it's really the Igor battle against this team, I think is when the stars come out. And it's a team-based effort, too. Like, it's not going to just be squarely on the top line to have production come through. Definitely true. That's, that's, that's why New York was so successful last year and why they ran into a bunch of problems against the Lightning. It's really easy to be elite from game to game and you only have to play a team once. That's not going to be their issue. Yeah. You get into a series with him, and I mean, he played fucking great in the playoffs <laughs> last year. So this is only half true, but they also won two series against third goaltenders. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just saying. You know what? Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Win in town. No, but but I mean, you're not like you're not wrong. Like you, you replay that first round ten times. Yeah. They. Yeah. I. I, I, I I'm, Fairly confident they come out on the losing end of it the majority of the time. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I mean a lot of things broke their way last year, which is why I was down on them. Um, we'll see. It's still really early. I do. I will say. I've Chris Kreider got Michael Jordan's magic stuff, special uh, stuff. Yeah. I've watched a secret number stuff? of secret, secret stuff. stuff. Thank you. I've watched a number of Rangers games so far this year. They do look a lot better than they did last year. At 5v5 in particular. They do look a lot better, but... 
we'll see. It's still early, and like people trying to draw really strong conclusions about teams right now. You're this. It's total fool's gold. First <laughs> month of the season lies to you. Look, I think Gerard Gallant's a great coach. My mornings look a lot better when <laughs> I, I start them off with some athletic greens. I take right. Pete so, over him. Go get yourself some. Same it's thing. just one scoop of water in <laughs> yeah. one scoop into your water, even in the mornings. Gets you going. Helps your immune system. Has seventy-five different vitamins, vitamins and minerals in it. Probiotics, adaptogens, stuff. I don't even know how they work scientifically. If I'm being honest, I do a hockey podcast. Don't ask me. Uh, That's go, how you know they're good. We can't yeah, even understand the right. science. Of go ask of them, yeah, and they'll be like, "This I know is it's exactly good. what it does for you, <laughs> and why it's great." And I'll be like, "It makes me feel good." Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Check it out. You can go to athleticgreens.com yes, do I feel slash like avalanche. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a simple man, all right? No, honestly. Athleticgreens.com slash avalanche to get it today. When you order, you also get a year's supply of vitamin D. Take control of your health. Helps boost your immune system for uh, flu season, too. So jump on that. Also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account there. When you're a new account with the code, you can bet $5 on any NBA team to win their next game. And when they do, you get $200 in free bets. If you're feeling spicy, Val Nichushkin for the Rocket. I think the one that you might put money on is Val Nichushkin for the Selkie. Yeah. Uh, because his defensive reputation is, is there is yeah. to the point where people are just waiting for him to score more points to take him seriously. Uh, the hard thing is, is that he has to continue the elite defensive play. Uh, but wings trying to trying to win a selkie as a wing is very it's very. So hard. It's like trying to win a heart as a defenseman. Yep, it's very difficult to do. But Bergeron looking kind of old this year. Still really good. Yeah, and this is where this is where people will talk themselves into Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. Sasha Barkov. I mean, I wouldn't be mad if Barkov won it, but well. I know you're a fanboy, but he's been overrated defensively. That's okay. Who? Barkov. Things alright. Anyway. Good. Are you done with reads? I have to do the oh, part okay, that going. you guys always cut I'm off. So, so, see, I'm even gonna push my <laughs> mic away. I hate it. Must be twenty one or older, Colorado only. <laughs> Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, go off. Well, no, so uh, Peter Baugh always talks about this. He always makes this argument. Do you guys think, so in tonight's example, Evan Rodriguez, should he be credited with a goal on the score sheet? He should be credited with a game-winning goal. So, but, like, do you think it should add to his season total? Yes. No. Got one yes and one no. I will no. say, I, I want to clarify, only the game winner. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if you win, not, if you win. Stupid. Not Miko, not Panarin. Yes, yeah, if you score the goal to win. I'm really surprised that's, from this take from you. And that's the, that's the, that's the argument. The I'm man, with you. The man yeah. who comes out here yeah. and say every goal matters all the yeah. time. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how that's relevant. You can't count every shootout goal, but I think the winner. You shouldn't count any of them. I mean, they don't. You shouldn't even do a shootout. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Even I I said, this is a good game for a shootout, to be fair. I was like, this one. Next thing I know, you're going to say you hate the word moist and in and out, like their original thoughts. The shootout's fine. (laughs) In and out is delicious. In and out is delicious. There we go. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. You have a bad food take. Woo! I don't even, I don't I don't even want to talk about this right now because it's so randomly placed. But it's too late. We're already in this room. So mashed potatoes and gravy, okay, with honey. Yeah, that's bad. That's not bad. That doesn't sound that weird. That sounds weird. That sounds weird. As I well. thought it was weird when I tried it. As I was doing it, I was like, "This is either going to be on the pod as a good thing or is that really what those fucking thing. biscuits were?" Jeez, and dude. it was. I just had I had leftover honey. And was just curious. Oh, you did this. Oh, I did this. Okay. Wow. Everything about what I thought about this I just changed. I thought someone introduced it to you. And yeah. it was no, like I tried it. There. You just tried it. Of, yeah, I just tried it out of curiosity. <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> I tried it out of curiosity. <laughs> Megan, Ish. take us away from this. Yeah, Shootout oh goals count or not? Game winning, yes. I'm Easy. also a yes. That's three I'm to one. Surrounded by crazy people. Yeah. Easy. The tribe has spoken. <sighs> Fuck you. I've been voted off the island. <laughs> God damn, that would be awesome. Survivor <laughs> Survivor would be way better if that's what they said. <laughs> Just an F you on the yeah. way out. <laughs> 
Please leave your torch and go fuck yourself. Yeah. Just and like, leave. he takes the torch and he like, and then as he hands it to the dude, he just says, fuck you. And then drops it, yeah. drops it before they can get we'll, to it. Boom. We'll get to the He's shootout out. in a little bit. The first goal against AJ, I know you said you were, we're happy on the first goal against. Yeah. Oh my God. It's a, I knew we were going to go long tonight. There's also 600 people Jeez. watching. So you guys are getting a show tonight. We're having fun. Uh, Sam Gerard Tuesdays. <laughs> the problem I have with Oops. this play is the Avs at the end of a shift commit four players below the dots. I don't think it's a okay. situation you have to understand and make a smart decision. You don't it need to pick a corner like there. You can throw <laughs> the puck on net and create a rebound. You can throw the puck on net and beat the goalie. Sam Gerard misses the net by like three feet. Was it that much? I, it was I, by I, a lot. I didn't. Man. I didn't think he missed it by that he much. He, I actually. It, I actually liked like, the shots. I guess that's not three feet. That's maybe like eighteen inches. But maybe there it is. Maybe nope. okay. So anyway, like <laughs> Gerard is Gerard is in like a prime scoring area there. Try and score, man. Yeah. The game's over. Shoot to score. You score there. That game's done. Yeah. <laughs> And then and it's easy for me to say that also knowing how defensively it plays out. It, it, look. Yo, this person complained about me not talking. I haven't been on a show in like four fucking days. <laughs> comments so usually bother. It's like the third comment this person's made about me talking. I'm just going to talk the rest of the show. Take it. I'm just going to talk over everybody the rest of the show. <laughs> um, Our job is literally talking to these microphones. I don't know what you want from us. I, uh, my problem with this is in part... It's Sam Gerard. I don't, I don't know what care. that means. I don't know what that means. If you're, I don't care. You're Kale McCarr. I trust you more to take that so if, shot. So if Kale McCarr misses the net there and it rims around the board, you're not pissed. I know. I'm, it was still, Gerard, I'm still pissed, but I understand it more so, from a Kale so McCarr. So he, here's the other part where I thought you were going. This Gerard gets back. Yeah, and when they <laughs> when, when just just focusing on the offensive side of this. I don't because I don't think he misses it by much, and you win the game there. And and I I agree with you. I'm Gerard gets back fine, but and again he gets back, and it's a fine defensive re- possession until EJ just it, stops. Is playing it though? Hockey. Because you give up an odd man rush because your forwards are gone. They're never yeah, back and, in that and, play. And if if Eric Johnson doesn't cheat and then fucking stop playing, I, and yes. he just follows his man There's, to the back post, then the the scoring chance that gets created. Is one where he has no angle on Georgiev a foot away from him. There's more. Or he throws that. Yeah, puck there's other across. problems there. Absolutely. I'm not trying to like say, oh, it's all Sam Gerard's fault. No, and of course, but at the same time, like they defend it fine for the first part of it, and then all it all it is is a simple play to the back post okay. where somehow the only guy in the world is Eric Johnson who can't figure it out. Okay, <laughs> Megan, close my coffin here. Put you me. I was gonna say you're not gonna like it. I, I know. I. I he laid his body down to try and tie up that passing lane, and he just—he's got a smaller body. It didn't work. <laughs> he's just a little guy. So now we're back to the 18 inches conversation. So he, <laughs> he sacrificed the body, like he did everything he could, honestly, defensively there. And I don't have an issue with Gerard. He takes his guy. Yeah. He—he he marks his guy. The one guy that gets left open is the guy who gets the puck. There shouldn't have been another guy open on the back post. They had numbers. They were correctly marked. Yep. Eric Johnson just leaves him. He yep. just bailed on his job. Yep. And it's like, if that doesn't happen, you at least have a competitive play on the back post if that pass gets made. You, at the very least, maybe it still gets scored. We don't know. But they just opened it up. I have no issue with how Gerard played it. I, I have knew. no idea. Gerard gets back. He takes his guy. Thanks, he Sarah. slides on the ice. He does. <laughs> he realistically... <laughs> Sam Gerard does everything that you could really want from him in that position. Yeah. None of the breakdowns are on Sam Gerard here. <laughs> I was actually going to say. Defensively, I agree with you. I, I, I honestly even think offensively. He jumped into the play yeah, at the right he time. Like he was, he was part of the rush. He gets a shot, and, and then he gets back. And he's, in, like, he's in a perfect. Clearly, we did just disagree here. So it's he's fine. In a, he's in like the shooting lane of shooting lanes. And he at, at this point, and he the missed the, the net from the shooting lane and, of shooting lanes, and which so, nobody's ever done before. And sometimes that so just execute happens. better. Yeah. Oh, great. My God. Great. <laughs> we can agree. Yes. And shoot where the goaltender isn't next time. Score on every shot. Yes. <laughs> like, but it, but really, like your miss can't be rimmed out of the zone. <laughs> That's all. I just. <laughs> 
That just it happens so much. It's like the majority of shots that well, miss and, the net and rim and out of the zone. Of, like most of the ones that rim out of the zone are really low percentage plays. Right. Gerard's just was not the case. It just wasn't the case. We're moving on. We got the rest of the game to talk about. Uh, it's exactly what someone who's wrong would say. I, I can be wrong. That's fine. <laughs> I'm just fucking. Won't be the first time. Won't be the last Somebody time. Somebody else I'm needs wrong. to do Rudo's review tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna post a video of me screeching in the picture of Sam Gerard. Just replace your, <laughs> replace your face with a stop sign. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the second period, on a whole, uh, how do we feel about how much of this was that the Rangers pushing back, and how much of it was the Avs fumbling to find themselves? Yes. Por qué no los dos? Okay. I think it's I think it's a combination of both. Uh, it was really. I think your biggest problem is that your top line was really dangerous offensively and was really stupid everywhere else. <laughs> and to the credit of the Rangers, I also genuinely felt like they played better and yeah. gave themselves the advantage. Agreed. I, I thought it was two teams that lacked really any meaningful forward depth, watching their stars try and make the Smash big bash into goalies yeah. that are playing crazy and good. Like, yeah. They each like snuck out fourth lines, right? <laughs> and, and like they, they at the end of the game you're like sneaking out a fourth line really quick and then you're like okay, bring I, them back. Let, we're going to talk about the fourth line, right? Let's just do it now. Cool. Yeah. Go cool. off. Do we have I, to? I wasn't going to start it off. Oh, you want me you're, to start you're, it? You're beginning, middle and end right now. Yeah. You're all of it. <laughs> I'm all of it. These are your people. <laughs> I Personally, did feel there was a distinction in the play of each player on the fourth line. I thought okay. as a whole, it was good, and there was more cohesion there than I've seen in the fourth line through this season so far. I thought Dryden Hunt had a pretty good game, a couple of eventful things on his stat sheet at the end of the night. Kind of like, and then I thought Maltsev was right behind him as far as on-ice impact that I could see. And what was interesting is, the deployment of all of them was sheltered, generally speaking. But when I tweeted out my stat line of like, here's what Maltsev has done so far, it didn't change after that. And to his credit, they were all utilized like six minutes and under. Um, and then Maltsev, he had a really great, or sorry, Kaut had a really great scoring chance, but he, he just lacked a little finish. And of those three, I think was a little less visible. Uh, but as a whole, I thought they played well together. Maltsev taking that corner or the puck from the corner yeah. and just being like, I am big man and just driving hard <laughs> to the front of the to. net is like the precise thing that he doesn't regularly do yep. where he imposes his, his size on the other team as a difference making uh, factor and seeing him do that. You're like, Oh, this is good. Well, Mikhail Maltsev so far. That was a, that was like the number one Maltsev thing that stuck out for me. I did really like his game. I thought Dryden Hunt was really solid. I thought he was I excellent. Liked it. I, liked I, his game I, too. I don't understand why there were only six minutes of Dryden yeah. Hunt. I would have been happy lowering Andrew Cogliano and upping Dryden well, Hunt and, a little bit. And like I those like lines, not just those guys. These hits. They're the part that I enjoyed so much about this fourth line in a game full of plenty of pucker factor. There was half of one shift that was a little dicey for the fourth line. Yeah. The vast majority of them were at worst pinning pucks in the offensive zone. Yeah, and you saw them, they were skating well. And I I liked I really I really didn't have a problem with the fourth line. Getting to the end of the night, I understand it's a close game. Oh. Uh, I understand that they were, you know there was no separation, no real separation on the scoreboard all night. Yeah. But I I was surprised that at the at the end of the game, that their minutes were what they how were. How chopped down they got, considering yeah. how well they had played, because that's like the baseline. Like six minutes is bare minimum. Yeah, like the Bedner special number. Yeah, that he loves for his fourth line, right in that area, with you know, and Count with his notoriously short shifts, is the lowest on that list at like four forty something. Uh, but it, it's like. It, it, it's it's a, f a fourth line that had a good game that just did not deserve to be that limited. Yeah, thank you. To be that limited. I I really would have swapped a couple of shifts between Cogliano and Comfer and LOC. So, so for me, this, this is where you get into the reliability conversation. And Megan, you were talking about it. You, you talked about it a couple times <sighs> this week. Maltsev and Kaut, what is the number one knock against both of these dudes? 
It's a consistency. Yeah. It's the number one thing that prospects just call ups in <laughs> right. general really right. struggle with. Is right. How can they? How can they be good every night? How every can they night, help us every, every shift? Night? Yeah. And that's the part that it was. Yeah. It was Greg Cronin who actually. Because <clears throat> I asked him, I said, you know, uh, Jared's big thing is consistency, and is that what you're looking for too? And he said, I would use the word consistency, and I would also use the word reliability. And he said, Jared is looking for a guy that if if you're in a, in a close game late and you get caught on an icing. Can he feel comfortable with you stuck out there? And and that's where I, I, I just love the love the idea of like like no coach is gonna I, feel comfortable so, right. with this guy's caught but, but, but well so where I'm going with this is I, I agree with everything you guys said. Like, you know, I thought in their very limited minutes, all three of those guys had good games. AJ and I were remarking in the third period one that they were that they were just skating really hard, and I said, This was my issue with them the other night. You have three guys on call ups. Just kind of, you know, coasting, big sweeping turns, all that stuff. I, I want to push back on the couch coasting a little bit. I'm not saying tonight. I know, I, I, I know, but AJ, you talked about once or twice he got caught kind of floating towards the puck. And while that does happen occasionally, the only way I know how to explain this, and none of you know CSGO terms, but the seven people in chat who do, Martin Kaut plays the lurker position. He likes to kind of disappear on the defensive side and slip into a passing lane and take stuff away that the other team kind of lose him and don't realize he's taking away. And that leads works to, out real well for him. That leads to quieter nights. But it's not that he's not defending. It's just he's not, as Jared Bednar put it, a loud defender. <laughs> well, and I will I will say, like, we made fun of that comment, but Martin Count versus Anton Bleed in the NHL so far. Who's getting the games? Yeah, right. right. Oh, yeah. Like, like that's what we wanted to see. Like, this is what we. W- and look, they're out east. They're gone. They're yeah, pro- yeah. This, this is probably the roster that they are playing. At very for the next, least, least for this trip. Yeah, Finland. And, yeah. and this is probably the the lineup that they have. Maybe maybe Helm joins in at some point. But this is probably their lineup through the Finland games. And so I think that's going to help them also. But that gives them time to build some of that trust. If yeah. they play like they did tonight, if you can do that and they do it again on Friday night, then I think you're gonna we we can start to see maybe a little bit more, especially in a back to back with two back to backs coming up. You're going to see like minutes distribution becomes like one of those important strategic things that you care a lot more about. So I do I do think that they played well. They deserved more ice time. I hope that. When they go back and they watch video, the coaching staff says, "Yeah, we got to get them another shift the, or two." In the they, next game. And they've, they've, Maltsev and Cow in particular, they have to have another game like this the next game. They have to. It's got to be consistent, right? Yeah. You you have to you have to build well, on it. That's this always is a handful of Cow games in a row it now. It feels weird because the the set down and called up right after games mm-hmm. for for to They're save money actually in a row. <laughs> but but yeah, like. Um, I wonder. I wonder. Can they send them down and still have them be on the trip? Like, I think so. Megan, last word on prospects. Then we'll get into the third period. I don't have nothing to say. No. Okay. You you got in the chat to talk about foodie. Oh, a lot, well, if we want so. to talk about foodie. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to give give you the opening. We are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can get it at your local liquor store anywhere in the lower 48 states. Use the Breck Beer Locator online at breckbrew.com. And we're also brought to you by Hassle Cattle Company. I, I can't figure out how to get the 18 inches joke back into this one, fam. Just go get the sausages. It's They're good. Uh, their Wagyu beef burgers, also delicious. The 18 Highly inches is the joke. <laughs> uh, go check it out while you can. Uh, they're 20% off with code DNVR20 when you order online from HassleCattleCompany.com. They have a bunch of other meats, too. We always recommend the Wagyu burgers because they're actually stupid good. But all their meats are great. Highly recommend you check them out. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Third period of this game. I know the answer is no, but it feels like Logan O'Connor scores more shorthanded goals than regular goals. <laughs> it does feel that way. <laughs> what what was happening at the bar tonight to have LOC's fan club here? Yeah. <laughs> LOC game. I dialed him up. I said, come on down. <laughs> did, you, did you like send out the newsletter? And <laughs> yeah. like, hey, this is a good time for us to do this? The Pyro signal. Yeah, it was in my cards that this would happen tonight, so I actually knew it was going to happen. Yeah. All right. It's hard time to start believing the cards, I guess. Uh, 
Avs now have two shorthanded goals on the season. It's something they've been weirdly good at the past handful of years. Are we giving them credit here, or is this just the ebbs and flows of hockey? Again, a little bit of both. Like, I mean, they, they really do. I, I told AJ, you can, you can think whatever you want to think about LOC. You can feel what, however you want to feel about you know, his offensive ability or whatever. That dude, just, he just skates harder than everyone else, and, and that's where he catches a lot of people. And I remember him talking about that last year. You just, and you can see it in guys' body language sometimes. They're just not expecting a forechecker to be coming that hard on you know a, a penalty kill dump yeah. out of the zone. They'll kind of be Especially coasting back. Especially as the second forward. Right. Like he was tonight. Like one guy going hard into the corner to try and, oh, slow it down or reverse a puck or whatever. Cool. Yeah. But then it's, the, it's when he's the second guy. And you're just not expecting him to just be like, oh, this guy's also attacking me and, right now. Okay. And this is where go back to the Tampa Bay thing about the abs coming in waves. It's, it's the same thing, except I think where it catches some teams off is they're not expecting those waves to continue when the abs are down a man. And, and LOC just does a great job of skating, putting himself in those positions. Then you put him with a guy like Cogs, a guy like Val, who that's all of their identity well, is just skate, 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 and, skate, skate. In this specific case, getting into the shorthanded goals, oh. the Avs have shown that they're pretty fearless to just send dudes up the ice. Yeah. Both they trust the, them to get back. Both the Bo goal <laughs> and this one. Devon Taves in overtime tonight? Yeah, just... You're shorthanded. <laughs> going. You could just clear this thing out and get to a shootout, and he's like, no, nah, we going. Yeah, we're we're going, going up the ice, and we gonna, we're going to try for this thing. Yeah. And, and Okay. Well, and look... It's benefited them, obviously, tonight. Cogliano says thank you very much to Igor. <laughs> but instead of it being an awkward situation where Igor's getting back to the net and Cogs has this puck in a weird spot, it's Logan O'Connor saying, I've jumped in. Mm-hmm. I recognize this and have the wheels to get here. Right. And the Avs get yeah. the reward for when, it. When that first puck fumble happened, yep. like LOC, I mean, we don't have full camera of it. But you know that LOC is like, oh, I'm going. <laughs> Heat-seeking <laughs> missile. He knew. Yeah. And honestly, he's a think crash test dummy. Like he's your classic fourth-line crash test dummy. The positives when you hear Bednar and OC describe the PK as aggressive, and that is the solution that they need to be more aggressive. I think this is what they actually envision aggressive to be. Mm. It's opportunistic. Yeah. Yeah, pursue opportunistic. Is the right it, word. It yeah. is because so much of what they do well is aggression before their own zone. Mm-hmm. Like we talk about, oh, this is an aggressive PK or whatever, but so much of the abs aggression happens in the the two the two thirds of the ice that <laughs> is before the blue line. Before yep. they have to start defending in their zone. Their type of aggression is, well, we don't want to have to defend yeah, in their yeah, own yeah, zone. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So we're gonna go and attack the puck now. We're gonna get it on the four check. We're gonna get it in the neutral zone. We're not gonna let you get into that zone and get possession and then get aggressive. We're gonna be aggressive before that. And that was where we saw tonight Shosterkin just just poorly handled the puck. Cogliano made him shit his pants a little bit and then well, embarrassed him. Well, dude, how many times did we talk about this during the, the playoffs and even throughout last season? This is just a team that you cannot make mistakes against. Igor Shosterkin makes one mistake, mm-hmm. barely mishandles a puck, and it's in the back of the net. Like that is part of what has made this team. And you see that when he had a chance to go and get the puck in overtime, he didn't. He didn't. Yep. And, and he started to, and then you could just see the fear. The red <laughs> yeah. lights pop up in front of him, and he was like, nope, and, nope, nope, and, nope, 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 nope. And again, like that's uh, that's one of those things that, and I, I hate saying some of this stuff because I think so much of it is so cliche, but like that is one of those like weird intangibles that this team has. They skate you to death, they, they don't allow you to make a mistake. And it causes a guy like Shesterkin, who's a good puck handler. He, he's good at moving the puck up ice. It causes him to second guess. And, uh, uh, no. Okay, I'm going to go. Now he's going late. That's when he loses that kind of puck race. It's just, it, it's, it's fascinating to watch, again, just these small little things where it's like, that's what separates you from Nashville. Nashville doesn't cash in on 100% of their mistakes. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and the abs are pretty damn close. Well, and it, hockey is such a game of mistakes it's yep. such a it's not even about what you do it's about what you take advantage of yeah, yeah. you know and and tonight was a great example of that because both teams created yep. so much offense but you look at the goals that they score and they are direct results of and, mistakes and you've gotten us to why this game is tied 
I really thought the Avs played pretty well in the third period for Dude, the most part. I really didn't. No, no strong issues there. And then McKinnon makes the critical mistake. McKinnon a, makes a dumb mistake high in the zone, which yep. is like he is a high wire act. There, he has made so many great plays and from that part of the ice that you live with it. You do, not, especially when you get a win. You're yeah. just kind of like, yeah, Nate. I don't have to tell you this, but don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> And and that's the thing. Like he, it just in that moment he just gets outplayed. Yep. Makes a critical mistake that he just can't make. Yeah. Yep. And I think it's Adam Fox on the other end of it, right? That's mm-hmm. not really good play. That's a really good player. And yep. and so, you know, if it's gonna be someone, I can understand how that happens to a player like McKinnon. I will say like Adam Fox and Nathan McKinnon, if there's one of those guys that you would describe as more powerful than the it's other, Nathan McKinnon. it was not the way that we saw it. And watching Adam Fox just lunch money him. Yeah. I was like, dude, this is a little disappointing that you let this just happen to you in this way. Mm-hmm. And, and then, and then on getting back the, the transition, the, the whole thing because, was a total mess. Well, because yeah. Miko does a phenomenal job. He's back. He, he just evened to... it up by the time they got to the blue line, but there was no meaningful communication yep. between Taves and Ranton. Yep. And so they, they cover the same guy. Yeah. And that's, and then Miko lays down on the ice. Makar has to go diving because he trips over Miko's body. And it's just like it was one mistake <laughs> turned into four yeah, in the blink of an eye. It just became a total mess. Yeah. And and yeah. that's how you end up with a puck in the back of your net is a, in a desperate and situation fuck, like dude, that. Uh, Georgie almost got it too. Yeah, both he of them. almost both got of them. that. Yeah. I thought he had the Goudreau one. Yeah, I, yeah I did too. It, if they hadn't started celebrating, I was like, what the? Well, yeah. I just wanted to make this quick comment on the Kreider one because that was such a more impressive save than I thought in real speed. I yeah. thought it hit the post and landed yeah, so behind him. No, he got I, it. I, I was, I, I even was looking at, I was like, it. Ooh, that may have hit back bar. Like this may count once we see the replay. Don't and it, it actually wasn't even for all intents and purposes. It really wasn't even that close. Like that no. was a solid stop fell underneath him. He fell back on it. Like, that's that was like textbook everything you want a goalie to do in that. Because when you're watching that camera replay from inside the net, you're always looking at the line and yeah. you're like, "Where's the puck gonna cross?" Yeah, and, and then it never close. does. Never did. Yeah. And then they show it more times. You start going hunting for the puck, and you see it's like foot away yeah. from yeah. that line yeah. at all times. Well, and, and it, it never gets close enough for you to actually be like, "Wow!" And for Kreider to celebrate, like again, like it, it hit him in the shoulder and fell behind him. Yeah. For Kreider to throw his hands up, I assumed at bare minimum post. Yeah. It just that that was a that was a really impressive <laughs> save. That was aggressive, uh, and, and again, like good on him to keep the composure when it fell in behind him and didn't, you know, panic and knock it in or something. Yeah. Onto the shootout. Nothing doing for the first two shooters on each side. You get Miko, who just catches Shesterkin dropping the glove and rips it. Uh, they get one back on the... Uh, AJ, you said this before we went live on the show. I genuinely don't know what goalies do if players go at that, like, 0.5 mile an hour speed. Yeah, well, because if you're at the top of your crease and so you're trying to cut down the angle and you're being aggressive, a guy moving that slowly can make a move like that. Yep. At the last millimeter yeah, or whatever. And, and yeah. then it looks and then it looks like you're an idiot. Like you just got made yeah. to look bad. And then you watch all the other saves that he makes and you're like, oh. The guy's pretty good. That one almost seemed like a little bit a little bit like he was thinking about I'm gonna do this. We're gonna win. I'm gonna I'm gonna get this victory and he just <laughs> little too aggressive. There are step I think, too far. Can, can you name five players that comfortably would would make a move like that that would scare the shit out of you? No, nope. because for it's it's like Panarin, Kucherov, yep. Kane, maybe like Gaudreau, maybe maybe Gaudreau. Yeah, okay, I'll give you. I'll even give you that. I'm at four. <laughs> yeah, it's because most of the guys, you know, most most dudes, it's Kaprizov, the, the speed. I don't think so. He doesn't. Really? I've never in a shootout anyway. I've never seen him slow it down like that. Yeah. Uh, not that I've watched all of his shootouts. <laughs> uh, he just seems like the type of guy that would. But but a guy with certainly I think the skill level to pull it off. I just don't know that I've seen him. Do well, it's it. the it's the you have to be both a threat to shoot it and have times. the hands. Yeah yeah yeah. At and that's just you, you have to have something to get them to bite right. And. Uh, 
Evan uh, Rodriguez had oh, something. To I don't get, think Oshie is on that list because no, he, he does That's not how his shootout. He doesn't works. need to yeah. slow it down. Oh, his bag of tricks is just endless. Oh, so yeah. his and like, his thing is Oshie and like Troy Terry are the guys where you're just like, oh, these guys were just born to score shootout yeah. goals. Well, and, they were and, born to embarrass goalies one on one. They can do any any move that any other guy has. Those guys have. And he Oshie's just so funny because he's almost like the opposite of that. Where like he almost like looks off the move and just like dunks it five hole. Or he's like, oh, I'm yeah. gonna move. Psych, wide open, goal. Well, and goalies respect shit. the shit out of anything. Yeah. It, yeah, they have to bite because he will embarrass them. He'll yeah. just dump it in behind them if right, they don't right, bite. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, Evan Rodriguez embarrassed and then yeah. plowed into Igor Shesterkin. <laughs> we all, my parents were here tonight. It's my mom's birthday. Happy birthday, mom. Everybody, my parents included, when Erod jumped over the boards, we were all like, what? You have all these options, and you're going with Eron? Well, let's talk about this for a sec. And, wow. Good for him. <laughs> wow. I mean, so they get the, the initial couple. Any any objections to McKinnon, McCarr, Rantanen? None. Oh. Feels like the obvious three with no landing. Well, maybe going forward, I <laughs> might, have, <laughs> might have to change things. Yeah, you may take McCarr out of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I... No objection with the first three, but we were talking afterward, like, okay... We were all surprised by Rodriguez, but also, like, who's the obvious choice there? Yeah. That because wasn't that guy. You can, make an, uh, you can make a plenty of a good argument for Nachushkin. Yeah. You can make an argument for Newhook. You can make an argument for Rodriguez. Lecky. You can make an argument, I guess, for Lecky. You could certainly make one for Bowen Byram. Yeah. Uh, Taves. Maybe, maybe, maybe then maybe Taves and Gerard, I think, down the line. Yeah, yeah. But... Uh, the surprise was Erod was at the front of that line, and it was especially ahead of Nachushkin. Mr. All-World Confidence. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Just give him the puck and let him blast it from the blue yeah, line. Yeah, he and actually that thing wears that in. belt yeah. during games now. <laughs> like, like, I think that was the only real surprise there, is that it was Erod ahead of Nachushkin. It was very unsurprising after the fact. <laughs> well, and then he makes that move, yeah. and it... I mean, you make a move so badly that Igor Shesterkin vacates the net. Like, you know why he got run over? is because Erod had half the net to fall into <laughs> yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah. How in the oh, world? I mean, and it doesn't even look like anything special when he's doing it. And then the way that Shesterkin just all in it. Like, the way he gets on his, <sighs> his edges, the reverse direction, it's like... How how did he do that? Here's the one thing I will say. <laughs> that I was surprised Shesterkin bit that hard on the backhand. Like that didn't really look to me like he was prepped to shoot that it, at any. It point. makes I, me it makes me wonder. I don't. Did something happen in Pittsburgh last year? <laughs> <laughs> like I don't. Did like, something happen in that playoff series where he like forehand and then shoved it backhand yeah, or something? There was, yeah, where there was a backhand uh, from I, Rodriguez that Shesterkin like, filed away. And Erod filed it away. And was like, we're not doing that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I, is, I just wonder. I'm actually I'm gonna I go home he, tonight and look. I, yeah, and I'm gonna have to watch it a bunch more times. But I do think Erod did a great job of selling it with his body position. Yeah. If you look, he's at oh, he has like to a move a lot. Forty-five yeah. degree yeah. angle, and gets it, cuts it back, and, and just dunks on him. So, yeah, and then it was just, such a good move. It was it was a it was a sick, was a sick move to end a so end a really good. good game. I I really don't have much else. Like it was. That was a great, yeah. great finish to what was a really good hockey game. And lastly, the guy that closes it out, there's absolutely zero doubt in the world who's getting the king of the game in this one. Logan uh, O'Connor. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you dare. I it's, said it during the game and got yelled at. <laughs> of course it's going to be Georgiev. Like, gets revenge on his old team, just drops a casual 957 nice. with 44 saves. I mean, come on. That's... Outdueled the Vesna winner from last season. Yeah. Well, and, and like the guy that he could not usurp for that yeah. position. Yeah. Because well, he was he was the heir apparent to to Lundquist. To Lundquist. So you're the, you're the heir apparent to the king. And then you kind Get of fumble it along the yeah. way. And then Igor Shesterkin has one of the greatest rookie like 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 goaltender performances. Uh, that we've seen in forever, uh, you know, just such a such a dominant single season uh, early in the career, and just made it obvious he's the man. Yeah, and 
Georgiev wanted out of New York for a while. He just didn't feel like he was getting the opportunity. Like, gets to Colorado. It's a pretty good team to take a chance on you. Uh, and then you end up in this kind of a game back facing against your old team. And, like, of course, like you don't blame the Rangers for making the decision that they made. No. It's Igor Shesterkin. Like, come on. You're not you're not going the other direction. If, if New York called up Colorado after this game and said, we'll offer you Shesterkin for Georgiev, they would obviously <laughs> say yes. Yeah. But what in that situation, that performance, that fire that Big he showed time. at the end of the game, yep. like that's that's one of the ones I think that's going to really endear him to the guys in the room because they're they know they they know that this one meant a lot to him. For him to show up in that game, um, I mean, it's the it's kind huge. of thing where yeah. you're like, dude, you, you, you could. This could be like the game that is the launch pad into mm-hmm. a pretty special it, goaltender season. At minimum, it's the game where you're going to see the Avs start playing in front of that guy with confidence. Yeah, and trusting that dude. Well, and it's them. a couple games in a row that he's played well. Yep, but this was on a different level. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Uh, in, yep. in MSG, against the, especially in that situation. And, and it was just Sturkin at the other end. You know what I mean? It wasn't like yeah. they got, it was, you know, the Rangers on the second end of a back-to-back and you get a backup. Like, no, that's the guy that took your job. That's him. You, mm-hmm. That was you at the other end until this guy came to town. Like, we, we all made the comment down there, like, that was a personal game for Georgiev. And mm-hmm. you could tell early on he was dialed in. And, yeah, that, that Selly at the end, I thought, kind of told the story. All right, we got some super chats to get to. Two dollars from James saying, "What was your highlight of regulation? Pick a Georgiev save." <laughs> it's the Georgiev save on Kreider. Yeah, yeah, me too. I think that one was great. Someone mentioned the like secondary kick to get back to the post. Uh, on Truba was it? I forget who. The deflection, like the start of the game. Yeah, where it goes off of, I think it was Byram's body. Yep. And it just careens like, right on that. Yeah, yeah, right on that. And he doesn't even like it's like last second twitch reflex. He bats it out of yep. the air. It was also a really good one. Uh, $20 very generous from Parker, who says, was at the game. More Avs fans than I expected. Rangers fans were super low energy until the third period. Great to see the Avs control a lot of play and see the win for Georgiev. Nailed it. Six from Enrique saying audio is gone. Help. Please send help. <laughs> he fixed it. It's OK. It's good now. Thank you for the sixth. Oh, good. Cool. That's weird that there's still like 550 people watching us then. <laughs> uh, $10 from Odd SC, who says $1 for each of my homies doing time in Grasshopper Hotel. <laughs> I love that my homies doing time. <laughs> so Grasshopper prison. Hotel is now a prison. Sandy P. Bearass, Director, Department of Potholes, PS Great Game. <laughs> I love the uh, the machine. Department was it that you found? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like cuts it out and yeah. fills it. Yeah, fixes a pottle in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Megan, we could do it in four. <laughs> five dollars from Tommy, who says Georgie just looked dialed in and has the want to on every shot against. Love this game so far. Good yeah, way to put that. It's, it's fun to like fall in love with a goalie quickly. Yeah, instead, instead of having of to wait. Like, yeah. God, we gotta wait three months. And let for me this talk thing. myself into this. Yeah. <laughs> And two dollars from Kevin. Holy crap! That Erod goal and them saves. Holy, that would have been a pretty good summation of the pod. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> we we got to stop doing hour long pods. These ten seconds, yeah, call it. Uh, and then a late one from Nate for five dollars, saying my blood pressure is finally back to normal. That's my secret. My blood pressure is always high. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the walrus making shit up again. Look at him go. Uh, any any final thoughts? Anything you wanted to touch on, Megan? I think I need to parkour off one of these columns. <laughs> Go run through I'm a wall. Saying, yeah, the people wanted it. <laughs> I'll do it off camera. I promise. Nah. We'll we'll put it on Insta. We won't, <laughs> but that's okay. We, we won't. <laughs> any other final thoughts? Uh, not about the game, but I guess we maybe should. I was Blaze was supposed to make a graphic, but he left like a chump slacker. Uh, look, we, we, we worked real hard. We tried real hard to get all of us, uh, to Finland. Don't need to get too far into it. Uh, we couldn't make it happen. I will be there, uh, covering the games, doing all kinds of hopefully really fun, really cool shit. 
Um, look, like it's yeah, it's disappointing. We were really hoping to be able to pull something uh, real big together uh, for the community. For us, uh, it would have been awesome. But uh, we've had a ton of people asking us, and we've had to be very vague uh, over the last <sighs> several weeks. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that I, I will I I will be in Finland, so if you will be there. Please let me know. Yeah. Um, Hit up Jesse. If even with just Jesse, we we have a ton of cool content planned. Yeah, so. we've we've got maybe like the most excited I've ever been for for a project coming out of this, and and I think it's gonna. Uh, it's definitely gonna be a, a first for stuff that we've done. So I hope you all really like it. Um, like I said, we don't need to go too much further than that. I, I'm really bummed that these three folks aren't aren't coming with me. But uh, like Rudo said, we've still got some really cool stuff planned, and uh, won't let you down. There Won't you go. let you down. I was not legally allowed to leave the country. Yeah, that's what so it was. <laughs> that's Blame Megan. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, TSA yeah. on the note. The way that the way that the NSA monitors yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all public content, uh, <laughs> they were watching ours and they were like red flag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big we tried to we tried to buy her a plane ticket and it just would not let us. I'm sorry, guys. The, the button just grayed out, Robin Hood style. We <laughs> <laughs> just took the buy button away. Someone's getting sued. Uh, okay, we got to go home. We got work to do. You know, you know, all the pieces are coming your way. The want the review, all of that. We love all of you, and we will talk to you with a normal show tomorrow.